everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Divi Crypto Podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve, here. And today I am joined with Zen, the CEO of Taurus. How are you doing today, Zen? Doing very well. Thanks so much for the introduction, Steve. It's a pleasure being here and thanks so much for having us. Yeah, definitely. So you guys are addressing a pretty big problem in the space. And myself and many, many, many other content creators, we have bounced many ideas around with key management. It is a, a big hurdle with beginners coming into the space. You know, for example, my parents being in their 60s, key management is just a kind of a terrifying <laughs> aspect to, to crypto for them. So before we get into Taurus and kind of the architecture and everything that you've built out, let's talk a little bit about your background, like the, the origin story of how you got into crypto, because everybody really loves learning origin stories. So let's talk about that first. For sure, for sure. Um, quite finally, my first experience of crypto was actually uh, sometime in 2015, uh, when uh, I was a avid Redditor at that point in time already. Um, and uh, Reddit launched this, or a subset community of Reddit launched this uh, token called Dogecoin. Um, and the trailer was just phenomenal. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Steve. Uh, like uh, Dogecoin to the moon. Have you seen the trailer? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, it was just one of a kind. And um, that was really my first experience with, I mean, I knew about Bitcoin, but I, 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 my first mining experience was mining it, uh, mining Dogecoin, basically. Nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bitcoin and Dogecoin didn't really like 100% hit it for me. Um, freedom of financials was... Uh, amazing and Bitcoin sounded interesting. Decentralization sounded very interesting as well. Um, at that point in time, I was um, working as a software engineer, but um, but it really was Ethereum that really took me, uh, got me completely hooked into the whole ecosystem. Um, I was lucky to see Vitalik, I guess, talk in Singapore at about 2016 when I was working at a VC firm. Um, and I mean, after he, he was, you know, it was, it was like, uh, it was a FinTech, it was a FinTech event and everybody else were in suits and talking about like, you know, how they were solving, um, like microfinancing or loans and all that nonsense. And, uh, Vitalik comes in on the unicorn t-shirt and he goes, like, he talks <laughs> and, and it's, it was just so different. It was so radical and it was, he, Although he 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 dresses that way, um, and and he 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 really is very eloquent, and he has mm -hmm. a great charisma around him, um, and it's uh, from then on I was more or less hooked and sold into the ecosystem. So yeah, I mean, I before Taurus I started working uh, on different Ethereum Foundation projects, mostly scalability and interoperability research. So I built this thing called Peace Bridge, which was a bridge between Ethereum and um, ETC. Taurus started out as a side project that me and uh, Leonard, my co-founder, now um, had. We were working on this thing on the side. It was to do with like identity management. And slowly we realized that this, uh, it could address a much greater need, which was basically user experience. And the rest is more or less history. We've been around for about two years at this point. Um, we are, and uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's where we are now today. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned the unicorn T-shirt from Vitalik. I think that he 
he comes on in this kind of radical, uh, you know, outfit on stage. And yet he's so brilliant that when he's talking, his mind kind of operates faster than he can actually put the words out. <laughs> so it's like, he's just, he's a fascinating guy and listening to him speak is really um, exciting because it is, he knows so many different things as, as someone like myself who majored in economics, listening to him talk about crypto economics is just such a fun, um, fun change of pace, I guess, in terms of what is, you know, fintech and what finance mm -hmm. means and money mm -hmm. means. And it just totally unearths the, the whole concept of money, which I love. Um, 100%. And I think the principles surrounding Ethereum are fantastic as well. Like, uh, not just, I mean, not just the economic principles surrounding it, but also um, the ethos and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the principles, which, and the type of people it attracts. I think it really, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it brings together people who value uh, decentralization and like, uh, well, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, for example, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the wealth of like research that we don't know and we still should, as in that we should be building on top on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a fantastic origin story and background. So let's start talking a little bit about Taurus and what it, uh, what it is and how people kind of interact with it. And it is a, a key management um, piece of software. So I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit. Can you tell just from a beginner's perspective, you know, how they could expect to use the technology? Hundred uh, percent, and thanks so much uh, for asking that, Steve. So, um, well, often when I show Taurus off or talk about Taurus, it's a lot easier to show you guys. But because we're in a podcast, uh, I can't really do that at this point in time. But if you guys are listening at home, and uh, Steve, if you would like as well, um, the really the best way to experience Taurus is to try it out for yourselves, and uh, you can do so if you head over to. Um, to app.tor.us, so it's app.tor.us. Uh, there you can try out the Taurus wallet and you can try it with the, your login of choice, be it Google, Facebook, or whatever. When you log in, the experience is basically a one-click login into a crypto wallet. And this is the same experience that you would expect from any traditional Web2 application. Uh, be it like uh, PayPal, eBay, Amazon, or uh, well, really any Web2 application out there that exists today. Um, and while the user experience is seamless, what happens behind the scenes is a little bit more complicated. What we do is we leverage this academic scheme called distributed key generation, which is built on Chimera's secret sharing to split a user's key into three parts. This is the base flow. Um, one of the parts is kept on the Taurus network. It's further split and kept on the Taurus network. And two of the parts is kept by the user. Um, one on their device and one as a password or recovery share or whatever that might be. When the user or when you log in to Taurus, what you do is you log in to Google, get your OAuth token, which is the standard for logging into uh, any website in the Web2 space, and relay that to the nodes on the back end, which each individually verify against Google, Facebook, or whatever that you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. In return, they return this single factor, which a user then uses to reconstruct his or her key only in the front end context of your browser. Mm -hmm. 
So it's completely non-custodial. It's more secure than traditional private key management today. And it's more convenient to use for your layman mainstream user. To date, we are not just, the Taurus wallet is really just more of like a, almost like a demo application, but the Taurus wallet and our other products are integrated into over 250 applications today, including most of the top DeFi applications out there like Kyber, Olga, Aave, uh, the list really just goes on with DeFi, your vegetables and uh, sushis. <laughs> um, and uh, we are not just integrated into like Ethereum-based ecosystems. We're also integrated into other chains like Zilliqa Ontology, Solana. Um, we're integrated into several wallets as well. And uh, yeah, so ultimately we are more or less invisible on a lot of these applications and we pride ourselves on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really appreciate and respect the non-custodial aspect of it. So the, the, the private key gets split into three parts and then two thirds are controlled by the, um, the owner of the private key. And then one third is then put on to the Taurus network. That's a, a pretty brilliant way of, of making it so that you can still confirm or you can still verify, but at the same time, you know, you guys don't have control of their, the lion's share of their key, which I think mm -hmm. is a really cool way of, of, of solving um, the, the problem of people losing keys, people not being able to log in. And, and I love the strategic partnership angle. So what, what does that look like in terms of how you go and approach these companies? Because I, I did look through the list of, of the partners that you guys have, and I saw like OpenSea is on there, which I love. I'm a big NFT <laughs> big NFT fan. Uh, and, um, what does that partnership look like? Are you guys operating completely, you mentioned invisibly, like all the way in the background? Uh, or are they, uh, is it similar to like a um, MetaMask situation where you're helping them get involved in, on, the, on the browser side of things? How are you guys partnering with these, these companies? So there are really uh, two main ways that these companies typically integrate us. Um, one is more situated towards the Ethereum ecosystem in general. And that's uh, very similar to how MetaMask uh, provides a web tree provider to a lot of these applications. We provide a web tree provider as well that uh, these applications can just integrate out of the box. Um, it, it, it basically, it's we are a wallet to, to, to these applications and we allow users or these applications to facilitate a better user experience uh, when they integrate Taurus. So, um, yeah, so when they integrate, their users are able to one-click login into their application and start using it on the get-go. Um, the Taurus wallet has features like uh, Fiat to Crypto on-ramps, uh, it comes with a pre-built UI for transactions. Um, it, it, it can be white-labeled as well uh, to fit your application's brand. And uh, you can completely hide away Taurus as, as a lot of applications like Start by My Crypto Heroes and Onwards have done. Um, the second integration, or the second kind of uh, form most people integrate us is called Direct Auth. And it's an SDK which basically abstracts all of the interactions that the Taurus wallet does with the Taurus network and allows any application to do the exact same within that application itself. 
this comes with no pre-built UI. So the user is, uh, or the developer is in full control of the whole user experience from start to finish. And you still get those, you know, that, 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 same, uh, that same standard of key management for, for, for your end users. Um, we are, and, and, and that's typically how, and, and basically most developers, this, these two SDKs uh, allow integrations both on web as well as mobile and native applications. We have SDKs in JavaScript, of course, uh, Swift, Flutter, uh, Java and uh, React Native, whatever you might need. So we're cross-platform, we have the SDK for you. Uh, and ultimately, these applications get a suite of a better user experience, better identity management for their users, cross-device and cross-blockchain support, uh, and uh, a lot more small nuances which I, 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 which uh, are too many to go into at this point mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. So in terms of the, the team, you know, as the CEO, you know, you've been responsible for hiring and scaling the team up uh, on that end. You know, how big are you guys and um, whereabouts are you guys distributed? Now I, I jump always right to <laughs> where everyone's distributed. The question uh -huh. used to be, are you distributed? And now everybody is, so... Um, yeah, what's the what's so, the team? Actually, ironically, as a team, we aren't distributed. Um, we oh, used to be a little oh. bit more distributed, but then everybody started just kind of coming into one place. And now I would say most or 80% of the team is basically based in Singapore at this mm -hmm. point. Um, we are a small team of about 10 people at this point, uh, mostly engineering. Um, and Elisha here takes care of almost all of the marketing and business side of um, and uh, we love them for it in general. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's just 10 of us kind of um, in the Southeast Asian region, but we are still hiring. Uh, let us know if anybody's listening, let us know if you're interested. We'd love to talk to you um, uh, because we're quite excited for what's in store coming up soon and next. Yeah, that's a great segue into what's kind of, coming and what stage you guys are at uh, in terms of, you know, users or, or whatever you'd like to share with, with the audience and, and where you guys are at, you know, you've obviously launched it. It's, it's live. You have over 200 partners. Um, yep. you know, what can you share in terms of what stage you guys are at? So at this point we are seeing over hundred K monthly active users on on, on Taurus applications, um, as you mentioned, integrated into uh, over 250 applications at this point, and it's growing uh, quite comfortably. Um, for us, we are at a stage of growth. And uh, what this means for Taurus is that we're pretty excited to, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty excited to share that we, we have a Chrome extension coming up as well as um, to, to kind of demo uh, what we call Tiki, which was the architecture I was talking about before. So right now we are at Taurus version one. And what this means is that, um, so we are a team that is very impact focused in general, in that we like building things and we like seeing uh, and providing value with what we do. And ultimately, we chose to progressively decentralize. 
So Taurus V1 is a distributed network and um, there are nine node operators running it currently, including Binance, Ethereum Name Service, Etherscan, uh, Tendermint Core, and the list goes on. We run one node, um, but it is permissioned. So the Taurus team controls basically who is able to run nodes and there are no incentives built into the network itself. Now that we've kind of hit a certain point of traction and have started showing real value, um, we believe that it's time to take the next step and fully or take the next step in decentralizing the network. So we're very excited to share about uh, Taurus V2, which has been in development for a couple of months now at this point in time. Um, Taurus V2 basically is a decentralized key management system that extends all of what we've done with Taurus 1 and really takes it to the next level by just, it's basically a fully autonomous protocol, incentives are baked in, you have the fraud proofs there, it's fully permissionless and anybody can run a node. Um, and that's what we're really hyped up about developing and pushing out in Q1 or Q2 next year. Exciting. Very exciting. So in terms of, you know, you're rolling out version two, um, that's, that's fantastic. 100,000 100, daily actives, which is really impressive. I think a lot of people are always looking for- uh, It's monthly actives, apologies. Oh, monthly actives. Okay, yeah, that's, that's still fantastic. Everybody's, really, <laughs> everybody's still really looking for um, activity. Everybody's looking for usage. And I think that, you know, kind of, I'll call it the Stripe model, let's say, where you, you integrate with vendors and then uh, you know provide your technology with like a, an embed essentially on these partners. It's probably a, a weird way of saying it with Stripe, but you know they're a multi. No, I, don't think, I think that's a great analogy. I don't think you could have described it better. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic go to market with these strategic partnerships, and I think as the space gets bigger and these partners get bigger, you get bigger, which is a a great way of. Um, really providing something of value with this kind of simple approach to it of on the front end, very complex in the background, splitting splitting private keys into like three pieces is, is not a small feat. But on the front end, um, I noticed, you know, the UI is extremely simplistic. So in terms of the, the team that's worked on the design, I think that that's something to really kind of highlight here because that, you know, with version two rolling out, and all of this complexity in the background, what's the, what's the kind of level of design that you have on the team? Is it half, is it majority software engineers or, um, you know, what does that look like? The, the dividing kind of pieces in the team. So um, we are really lucky to have the designers that we do have, um, the user and UI designers that we have. Um, Right now, we basically have uh, two people on the UX team at this point in time. Um, the rest is more for, it's just more engineering in general. But in general, we are a very UX-focused company. Mm. Um, all we care about is the end user experience at every point in the time. And it's what really goes into our decision-making, be it on the back end or front end, which really... Um, which is um, we, we, which we really prioritize. Ultimately, every time we make a decision, uh, what gets weighed first and what pulls our decision making is always uh, what is the end user experience resulting from this. Yeah, yeah. That's... So I mean, I would just love to expand a little bit more on like some of the engineering decisions and 
and, and things that had to go into this to kind of make work. Now, like, you know, when you log into Google or Facebook on a normal application, right, you get sub-second login delays. I mean, basically, you get logged in within a second, and that's what users expect, right? This is super easy in a centralized aspect, but in a distributed and decentralized aspect, when you're talking about having to communicate with not one server, let's say n number of servers in general, um, you have to get uh, block times of uh, uh, low block times as well to accommodate to that. Um, you basically uh, have to get your photos and all in place and everything has happened sub-second. To, 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 for that to happen, we had to kind of uh, basically design it right and uh, have it right from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces there in the background. And one of the things that I... I, uh, I spoke on a panel in New York at NFT NYC, and one of the creators of uh, Splinterlands, Agro, the developer, shout out to him, he, he said that um, a lot of what's going on right now is tribalism with silos, is how he described it. Each of these, these blockchain projects has this silo of people that are all very just ride or die, all focused mm -hmm. on this one project. And he said, people need to be focusing on the bridges between those silos. And that was one of the things that drew me to this project specifically was because you're blockchain agnostic. And I think that that term is important and it's important to really emphasize that because you guys are facilitating multiple chains. It's, it's very, very important. And it's very similar to like a Cosmos style approach. And you mentioned Tendermint um, briefly. Uh, so that, can you talk a little bit about that approach as to, you know, the, the blockchain agnostic? Mm. So, I mean, ultimately we are key management, right? And key management in its most raw and primitive form is really just, um, your public private key pairs is a number. Your private key is a number and your public key is basically a point on an elliptic curve. It's just an X and Y. And um, these primitive, like these primitives are used on every cryptographic application. And we're not just talking about blockchain. Here. We're talking about like end-to-end um, -end encryption on just maybe your Google Drive or Dropbox. We're talking about DocuSign. We're talking about uh, a whole host of applications beyond just blockchain. Uh, blockchain is just a subset of cryptographic pro uh, protocols, right? Um, and ultimately, one principle that we fully believe as well is we're pretty anti-maximalist. Mm -hmm. um, we, we believe in the phrase strong opinions loosely held quite strongly. And uh, what that means is basically you fight for what you believe in. Um, but if the assumptions behind what you believe in crumble, then you change your opinion really fast. Um, and you're flexible to doing so. And it's, uh, it spawns to, we don't, we, yeah, we, we're, for us, we just don't believe that uh, maximalism is necessarily healthy in any particular community or like, like space in general. And I, I have to agree with you, Steve, that um, blockchains are like silos. Like, uh, like if you just take a look at the, the rivalry between different blockchain communities, be it Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Bitcoin Ripple, or just even within Ethereum itself, between your different like DeFi projects or, uh, or NFTs, um, people do kind of uh, 
tribalize around certain concepts and certain truths when, uh, I mean, when, at least in my perspective, I completely agree with you that mm-hmm. I think maximalism is negative for us in the long term moving forward. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to take politics into this, but you can take, you can see like Republicans and Democrats, right? It's so partisan. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the last, last question that I have, I think is one that really addresses a lot of people out there, which is the transacting with social IDs. You know, um, before we jumped onto the show, we we're talking briefly about, um, you know, transacting with Twitter <laughs> IDs and, I'd love to touch on that with the Taurus wallet, because I think that that, you know, is obviously a billion people uh, <laughs> out there. So what is, uh, what does that look like in terms of using the Taurus wallet with social IDs? Mm, so really it's a, um, ultimately a, like using a name for something is ultimately a lookup, right? So um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Theorem name service. I, uh, um, mm-hmm. And basically, what a third name service does, right, is you can pick, you can pick any arbitrary name to um, a cryptographic public address which you hold and own. Um, for Taurus, because we do key management for a user, we in turn are able to basically make a direct link between a user's account or public information in the account like for example if you're logging in for twitter handle or you are logging in with an email address on gmail um to the particular public private key pair and um and and basically that's really all there is to it uh it's just a reverse name lookup when you look on the taurus chain itself um and you and you can and yeah, and, and you can basically uh, send, so you can basically send um, money to somebody or interact with anybody via an email address if you so wanted to. Nice, nice, it's exciting. So that's it for my questions. In terms of where people can go and learn more, you know, you mentioned uh, the, you know, the app for people to test out, but where do you want people to go to, to learn more about Taurus? Uh, definitely do to check out our website itself. Uh, there, it we, we we basically make it quite easy. Whether whether you're a user or a developer to figure out what we do in general. Um, if you're more interested in learning about how we do things, our blog is definitely um, a place to look at. We talk a lot about our internal workings, including like our testing, um, audits, our infrastructure. Uh, our process in general, um, all of our code is open source. So we're hundred percent open source and audited. Um, so you can really just take a look at GitHub as well. Uh, be it like the front end, the back end, the nodes, uh, all of it is open source. Uh, and do just follow us on Twitter as well as uh, Telegram. We're very active on those two uh, channels. Awesome. Awesome. Well, wherever you guys are listening on Spotify or iTunes, definitely check the show notes where all the links that Zen just talked about uh, will be. But once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Zen. Not at all. Thanks so much for having us, Steve. Really appreciate it.